1: Hi everyone, just a reminder before the episode begins, the last podcast on the left live show is this Saturday at 10 p.m. at the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue in Long Island City, Queens. This month is going to see the return of Henry Zabrowski to the stage back for the first time in months, and it's going to be our last live show until January. Uh, and we're also going to be live streaming it on our youtube page that is the last podcast on the left live this saturday 10 p.m. eastern at the creek in the cave 1093 jackson avenue long island city queens we'll see you all there
2: there's no place to escape to this is the last podcast on the left <laughs> right on that's when the cannibalism started
3: So Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. What are you thankful it, for? It's Thanksgiving weekend. What I would say is um, it's very strange. It's a whole holiday. Mm-hmm. An Italian went in a rickety boat mm-hmm. over to a, a famous land, a, famous, a, a land of lore he did not know would exist. That's right. And he crashed upon the beaches of the island, and then he decided to kill two million people
0: for corn. <laughs> they were all killing each other anyway. Come on, people. So <laughs>
1: Who's coming down on the side of Columbus here? You, Ben? No. I have not. No idea. I'm just saying cramp. And it's not about Christopher Columbus, it's about the pilgrims, you fucking idiots. Hey.
3: Whatever. Christopher Columbus. <laughs> he comes all the way from Italy, and don't you know? he's say, and Christopher Christopher Columbus, of course. Yeah. You no, know, he went to he went back to the king and queen at fucking France. I don't yeah. know where he was, was it Italy. I don't yeah, know history. Like that. I don't need to know the history. No. And he says, like, oh, I tell you, if I was gonna name a type of spaghetti, I would have called it rapioli.
0: I get it. That's yeah. very good. Okay. Because
2: the, I raped the girl. Right, we I Understand!
0: <laughs> so the Pilgrims, they were very well dressed murderers. Let's move on to H.H. H. Holmes, part three, another
1: very well dressed murderer. Oh my god, he. Okay, so when we last left H.H., H., he had just murdered Julius Smith under the guise of an abortion for marriage exchange that Holmes had proposed. Which is. A very classic way to get me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So Julia would not be the last of Holmes's romantic conquests to meet their end in his murder castle. The next would be spotted not by Holmes, but by his shady assistant, Benjamin Peitzel. Now, as we mentioned last episode, Peitzel was an awful alcoholic, which naturally interfered with his duties as Holmes' second in command. And also he was a perfectly shaped
3: goon. Yeah. Where he was like he was tall, um, he was bald on the top and stringy long hair on the sides. He was missing a bunch of teeth, his face all sunken in, but he loved his
0: family. Like the uh, (laughs) butler from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Riff Raff. Isn't his name Riff Raff? (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Rascal? So was he, but was (laughs) Pitzel, 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 was he shady or just extremely faded all the time? He was just always drunk. He was too intoxicated to really be manipulative or cunning. Well, he uh, wasn't.
1: No, he wasn't manipulative or cunning at all. He was a total tool.
0: Yeah, he was a complete in total, like a. I-
3: completely, again, he's soused 24-7 right. and also in desperate need of money. And H.H. H. Holmes just kept being like, oh, rib, here's another golden <laughs> pocket watch, mm-hmm. but first must you do is sign a letter saying that you're an actually Theodore Busell. <laughs> like, it's all right. like weird, old-timey flim-flams that, that uh, Peitzel
0: was just like, give me whatever I uh, whatever I gotta do, fucking give me my ripple. So H.H. H. Holmes was like Captain Spalding, and this guy is like the idiot who pushes uh, Chris Hardwick and the crew through the
1: haunted... Uh, uh, house when they actually see H.H. H. Holmes. Very much so. Yeah. Now, speaking of flim-flam, as Henry mentioned, Holmes, whilst a well-established flim-flam man in his own right, was also susceptible to other flim-flam men of the age. Mm. He believed that a man named Leslie Inroute Keeley had a cure-all for alcoholism and so sent Peitzel to Keeley's rehab facility. Keeley's solution was the so-called gold cure a red, white, and blue concoction that he called the barber pole. Also what Peitzel called his penis. <laughs> yes, I was going
0: to say, I could go for a couple of barber
3: poles right about now.
1: <laughs> the ingredients, aside from pure gold injected directly into the bloodstream, Ooh. were a closely held secret. Um, and
3: believe me, again, if any cure involves s- squirting a precious metal directly into <laughs> your body... right. Go with it. Yeah, I was going to say, I
0: think that's still what they do at Passages Malibu. Because that's what my
3: mom used to do. Because my mom, whenever my mom would like, we would travel to go with like, because my mom doesn't really fly, but she'll go on trains and shit like that. She won't wear her jewelry because she's like, you never know when a con man's going to try and take your jewelry from you because every con man knows sleight of hand. That's a good point. And so point. it's like, she really does believe, she believes that thieves are far more skilled than they actually are. Right, she right. She does believe every, my mom is a Dickensian woman. She believes that everything is flim flam men and sleight of hand artists and pickpockets. Um, and so that's mm-hmm. what she would do. She would hide her gold in a little pouch so she would keep inside of her jacket. Um,
0: and that, what better way to hide your gold than just squirting inside your own bloodstream? That's a good point, yes. should have did that with my mother. Isn't that how they made Wolverine? <laughs> that's adamantium. Yes. And it's into his bones. Isn't that
3: something? It's in bones.
0: Or just do what they do uh, in my family and you get too fat so the ring doesn't come off your finger. And then you also can't even put your own hands in your pockets because... the the jeans are so tight so
1: for a con man it's almost impossible just
3: just be too fat to rob that's right
1: (laughs) So while Holmes did ostensibly send Peitzel to rehab to sober up, the more likely purpose behind Peitzel's trip was to steal Keeley's secret cure-all formula so Holmes could sell it himself. Again, Holmes, always working in an angle, always got five or six scams in the air at one time. It's kind of insane.
3: As it really boils over, as we're going to see as we go through this episode, he... It's almost... I mean, he's just the psychopath, psychopath. Yeah, he really was yeah. like... We always use Michael Jordan as example. For this one, I'm going to say John Elway. Whoa! <laughs> he's a real field general. Yeah. But... Bad at it, where it's like because Johnny Elway never won a Super Bowl, right?
1: No, he, won, oh, he too. did. Yeah, yeah, he uh, beat the Green Bay Packers in what '96. His final last two years, he he won. Is he gay? He no, Why is he gay? That's Troy Aikman. Gay, he's
0: probably not gay. But if you are gay, being quarterback is really a fun position because you got your hands on balls oh, at least yeah, thirty yeah, times yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At two least.
2: sets of balls. Mm. You got nine mm. sitting
3: in front of them. You get to pick them. You're like, oh yeah, I it's want a, that it's one to 18 be eighteen grapefruits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: does the quarterback pick the? Center? Center based. Okay, boys, bend over. Uh, you'll be my center. Gay. Mm.
1: <laughs> so, not surprisingly, Pite's soul did not return with the cure, but he did come back with a report that Keeley had in his employ the most beautiful woman he had ever seen, a woman named. Emmeline Chagrand. And now you know that she's beautiful
3: in 1890s talk because the way she was described by Peitzel was as elegant and dewy. (laughs) She was a dewy 24-year-old. So So
0: it's did she smell like wet hay?
3: No, she was just like...
0: Moist, <laughs> Dewey. I was
3: talking about this. I was talking about this with my girlfriend. We we're saying the same thing. It's like if you just get a woman physically moist, uh-huh. does that oh, make her more uh, like aroused in general?
1: Like yes, of if course. you just like throw a bucket of water on her? No, or like lightning. push her outside in the rain? No,
3: spritz her. Either spritz her down while she's asleep, so she doesn't know, or run a humidifier at twice the speed. She's not a cat. No, <laughs> I don't think that does work.
1: So Holmes, I guess I'll never know. I don't think you will. (laughs) So Holmes, working on the description that Peitzel brought back and always on the lookout for some hot trim, started a correspondence with Miss Sigrand and eventually offered her a job as his personal secretary at twice what Keeley was pairing her. This guy had quite the game. And it's also, uh,
3: I will almost, I don't know if I can say I admire H.H. Holmes in this fact, but I will say, over scams, he always chose Bush. He chose (laughs) Bush first, so there was something about love in there, which I'm kind of into. It's like, and it wasn't about just killing him to fuck him. It wasn't like Ted Bundy or something like that, where he had to hear the screams in order to get hard. He was fucking him
1: Pre-murder as well. He was just into it. Well, he's like the, the, the classic mm. psychopath that will say anything. Like, they will say anything to get a woman to love them and to say, get a woman to uh, give themselves over to them. That's why I mean, a psychopath is so dangerous. I could
0: see him crushing QVC. You know, just oh, like being yeah. a Billy Mays type or the <laughs> sham Wow guy. To it's, be honest, Fox News. Fox News, he would crush any any anything where it's just full of lies. <laughs> you will absolutely destroy it because he just you gets, can make lies
3: true. Exactly, and he just gets pleasure out of the lie succeeding. It, nothing else matters. But the problem is again with the psychopath that pleasure is in
0: and out. But yeah. What What is the truth? If you take an herbal medication that has absolutely no actual medicine in it, but it makes you feel better, does it work? I mean, that is a very
3: interesting concept about reality, which I, again, will say once more, if you change your perception, you can change your reality. Reality. And what you can use to change your perception? Ritual.
0: That's why, yeah. You can basically smoke anything, call it weed, and you'll get stoned. I mean,
3: sometimes it'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, be careful. Yeah, Yeah, because sometimes being stoned is the feeling you get right before
1: you're dead. Ah, right, 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 right. So, Emmeline readily accepted his proposal to come work for him, and within just a few months, Holmes had seduced her. He asked her to marry him in November of 1892, and it most likely already decided to kill her before popping the question, because asking her to marry him was all part of the plan. It's very interesting, because again, he gets something out of just the, the,
3: her living this lie. And you're going to see it played out here. He It's something about creating this, this, this idea that he's a normal man who's seducing mm-hmm. a woman. It's like he laughs to himself
0: that anybody would even believe that he's a normal man. But it's also something he
1: proves to himself he can do it. If it's, he wanted to be normal, he could live that normal life in a heartbeat. It's Psychopathic behavior, because what he's doing, most, I guess, a lot of psychopaths just out there in the world, low-level psychopaths, really enjoy the uh, ability to seduce a woman, to get them to fall madly in love with them, and then throw them away. Entry-level psychopaths. Entry-level psychopaths. Temp psychopaths. Temp. (laughs) Temp. Not even getting paid for it, huh? Yeah. H.H. Holmes, though, when he he got bored of a woman, he killed her. Hmm. Hey, you know what? You know what?
3: He's not right.
1: i couldn't to take <laughs> yeah. back what I was going to say. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> yeah. So Holmes' scheme to get away with this, he gave Emmeline a dozen plain white envelopes and asked her to address them to her closest family and friends. He told her that he would of course have formal wedding announcements printed up later but he just wanted to make sure everyone important in her life would get word that she was getting married to this wonderful man who by the way uh, he told her to call her uh, I think it was Henry or Howard. I think he told her to call her Howard because he had an uncle that was a duke in England and the only way the H.H. Holmes Would inherit the money was if he took the name Howard. So this is like the original Nigerian email scam? Dude, yeah. yeah, Absolutely.
3: He's been doing it back in the day. And I remember he all and part of one of his other stipulations that he said to her is he's like, but I do hope that you're okay with a Mr. Peanut themed wedding.
2: And she was like, (laughs) Am I? Nothing I like better than a sophisticated
3: Peanut!
0: <laughs> I love, yeah, peanuts are very popular.
3: Yeah, absolutely. especially when yeah. one with little legs dancing around
0: that
1: doesn't scream when you shell him. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and they come in their own little suits.
1: So soon after addressing the envelopes, uh, Holmes decided it's time for Emily to go, and her death is particularly horrifying. Well, I
3: mean, she was crazy, Dewey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. When you got someone that Dewey, you can't,
0: you can't just do it normal because she'll slide all over the place like a bar soap. Yeah. He kept on asking her to plug in light bulbs and stuff like that, <laughs> knowing that she'd just go up anytime.
3: I'm sorry, dude. I just seem just to have these wet hands, but they're just not wet enough to zap me.
1: <laughs> Dewey. Hmm. So while working in Holmes's third floor office, one day in December, Holmes asked his wife to go and retrieve some documents from inside his safe. And as soon as she walked in, uh, walked inside, he quietly closed the door of the safe behind her. A little bit farther? No, 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 not that, not that pile of
3: documents. The were not a little bit farther, a little bit farther. No, don't listen to it. Oh, that creaking noise. Oh, I must have played my Halloween sound effects out earlier. I'm sorry, just, just
2: slam.
1: <laughs> what? Well, what he wanted her to? think was that it was all an accident. He wanted, he didn't want immediate fear. He didn't want the slam. He wanted her to slowly realize that she was going to die. Because he did this
3: also with Julia Smythe, where he said, uh, or Smith, however the fuck you pronounce that British last name. She basically, he, he Kind of coddled her and said oh we'll be fine We'll be fine and then he put her out and then killed her Again that, that game mm-hmm. To keep playing it About how he's a normal man and everything's normal Even while he's killing her yeah. This guy I mean A.J. Holmes Is an impressive psychopath yeah. Yeah. It's like it's, I'm, I'm, the more you read about him And the more you really research him He's like fucking Goebbels He's like <laughs> one of these guys yeah. where
0: he's a, he's a mastermind of evil and just can't stop General Rommel <laughs> the Desert Fox. Yes, never charged with a war crime because everyone loved him so much. He was on the cover of Time magazine. Yeah, anyway. Isn't
3: it weird? I'm thinking Kim Kardashian also goes the Desert Fox <laughs> for a little bit until she realized it had the same nickname as the famous German Nazi <laughs> army yeah.
0: general. And the
1: Nazis requested she change it. <laughs> so over the next few hours, Holmes listened through the door of the safe, vigorously masturbating just over and over and over again as Emmeline screamed and screamed until she finally ran out of oxygen and suffocated.
3: I mean, I'm getting going just sitting here thinking about it. I don't mean to be like
1: this. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't. Oh god, I got to stop
0: seeing it. Yep. So, <laughs> those are the fetishes that are illegal.
1: <laughs> her skeleton was sold to LaSalle Medical School a few weeks later, and when police finally searched Holmes's castle, they would find a single footprint etched into the steel to the inside of the safe's door. Now, if you're asking how a small young woman could press hard enough on a steel door to leave her footprint, In a desperate attempt to save her life, she tried to push the door open with her foot, but Holmes, always the forward thinker, had covered the floor of the safe in acid to speed along the asphyxiation process, and the acid on her feet was more than enough to make the footprint permanent on the steel door.
0: So when you say acid, like, a part of me does go to, like, uh, you know, like,
1: Timothy College. Leary yeah, be yeah. like, She's
0: just like Tripping nuts <laughs> Being like you know Talking about tramps And thieves and stuff What kind of acid
1: uh, Like chemical Sulfur I don't know if it not was Not trippy yeah. dippy fun acid No, no. no. Caustic acid Yeah 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 Burning acid
3: Again this is what Like you know who AJ H. H. Holmes is He's the penguin <laughs> he is That's penguin. kind of what it's like It's like he's got Gadgets and things He's kind of like The Riddler <laughs> He's not the Joker Because the Joker's More cool I guess I don't know He's a super villain Yeah yeah kind of awesome in a
0: horrible way. He's a bit of all of them wrapped into one,
3: huh? Yeah,
1: he's an absolute supervillain without a superhero to catch him. So Emmeline was actually quite a popular girl. She talked to a lot of people in the castle. She had a lot of friends, a lot of family, which was the reason why Holmes had her address the envelopes. After her disappearance, he took the envelopes that she had addressed herself in her own handwriting, typed up wedding announcements with another man's name in place of his own, and sent the announcements to Emily's family and friends, making them believe that she had run off suddenly with another man. Damn! And Emily's parents later said that after they hadn't heard from their daughter at all following the announcement... They just assumed that she had died in Europe or something. Right. And her new husband either didn't know their address or didn't care enough to inform them. Such were the times in America. Uh-huh. Foresight on H.H. Holmes is incredible. It's amazing. He's yeah. well he planned it out ahead of time and now he
3: had played the game so much. we're gonna see later on. It's like what these serial killers say. They plan out their kill they plan out their kills right. for weeks and weeks and weeks and how they're gonna how they're gonna do it and how they're gonna get out of it. And eventually the thought process begins to fall. Apart because
0: yeah, they right, go now, berserker mode.
1: Yeah, right now, yeah, right now he's at the top of his game. Well, the funny thing about H.H. Holmes yeah. is that he never goes into murder berserker in a, f- yeah, he goes into mode, he goes into flim mode Yeah, he goes into con berserker mode, he goes into crime berserker mode. As far as murder goes, his record's perfect. But he, ad- like, yeah. he. Like John Elway. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. More like, actually, more like Troy Aikman. Mm. Troy Aikman never lost a Super Bowl. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So while Holmes in modern times is most famous for being the so called devil in the White City, the World's Fair of 1893 would actually come at the end of Holmes' Chicago Rampage. Now, as we said in the first episode, the 1893 World's Fair, or the World's Columbian Exposition, as it was officially known... Was up to that point the largest, most spectacular, and most hyped event that had ever happened in America. Yeah,
3: yeah, like, it was sort of like Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Oh, I love it when he <laughs> sings
1: Piano Man, but then
0: he's so old he sings it again. He, <laughs> he'll that sing Piano Man up to seven times in concert. I've heard that great, great concert. So, and uh, this is where Tesla, you know, uh, introduces his big, you know, invention of light and all that th- stuff. And true story, this is where the elephant ear was also invented
1: the elephant ear? Yeah, huh. the great
0: the great carnival snack? Oh. You don't know about the elephant ear and another day in fat long
3: man history. <laughs>
0: no, they funnel in all the it's it's piping hot dough
1: and then they put it into the oil.
3: Because sometimes they take your the elephant ear and they cover it in chili and no. then there's just savory oh, Is
1: that oh. all you learned about the 1893 World's Fair? And, and I'm not even sure most- if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying
0: they had elephant ears. Very good, great treat, great treat.
3: My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash l e f t. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: So between May 1st and October 30th of 1893, over 27 million people attended the World's Fair, many of them out of towners, and all of them needed somewhere to stay. Now, in later confessions, Holmes claimed to have only killed one fairgoer during that entire summer, but certain accounts say that as many as Fifty people who stayed at Holmes's castle during the World's Fair never came back from Chicago.
3: But again, we're going to cover. But, but again, we already covered the fact that people just go, leave and just don't come back.
1: Yeah, it was like 9-11 all the time, all could, the time. You could just leave and just say like, I, ah, I don't know. He just didn't come back. I guess he's dead. Freedom. <laughs> That's yeah. back when freedom was free. Right, right. <laughs> and to further suspicion that he killed more than he claimed, Holmes. Always had room for a female guest during the World's Fair, Mm. but if any men came looking for a room... They were almost always told that there were no rooms available. So
0: even after he was caught, he never admitted to murdering the amount of people that he actually did. It's very different than somebody like um, the Texas fella that we, Henry, that we... Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah, who was just like, yeah. I killed 18,000 people.
1: But know, actually, by the end of it, <laughs> they, they, it they usually exaggerate, all over the, though, don't it, they? It ranged all over the place. So concerning those female guests, those who stayed at the castle long term... Or those who worked for Holmes noticed that he was particularly forgiving of young women who left suddenly without paying their bills, which happened a lot. Yeah. And while Holmes certainly had a hell of a lot of reasons for killing the women who worked for him, it is possible that soon before their deaths, these women, they just started wondering out loud, hey... Why is not Boss really all that bothered by all these unpaid bills?
3: And also, with the, this, the mm. combined with the constant stench of chemicals <laughs> surrounding homes, must have led. Yeah. At some some questions have to pop up. Uncomfortable questions. He's got greased shoots. Yeah. <laughs> if nope. your house has greased shoots in it, you're not. Unless you're getting apples from the attic to the basement real quick and you're just like, (laughs) you know how rats love apples. And even that
0: statement is ridiculous. (laughs) Bunch of questions you would have to ask regarding, does he have Alzheimer's? Is there some sort of elderly disease happening?
1: Yeah, what's happening? And there's just so many women just absolutely disappeared. Like we said in the last episode, there would just be like a whole room of clothes just left behind. Uh, And they would leave without paying their bills. And you know, people were gonna ask questions and the people who asked questions also ended up dead. Mm. So by the time the fair had come to town, Holmes had already decided that it was time to leave Chicago. His debts were mounting, and it was getting harder and harder to talk his way out of him, and in fact, some of his debtors were starting to consolidate.
3: Well, because he started realizing this guy's not paying anybody. Yeah, He started checking in with each other mm-hmm. and like being like, "Did this guy pay you yet? And they're like, no. And it... it 'Cause he hadn't paid for a thing.
0: He should have just filed for bankruptcy like a good old Donald Trump that would have voted him for president. <laughs> he did pay for chloroform. Oh, oh that's nice. That's yeah, right. He played yeah. he paid, he yeah, paid yeah. for everything that he really wanted.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. It was like what I was saying before, my problems with my debt consolidation is that when I talked to the debt when I talked to credit card people and I was like they were like, You need to pay this money, and I was like, Why? Yeah, why? And they were like, you need to pay this money. I was like, well,
0: what do you do if I don't pay the money? They're like, you need to pay this money. And guess what I didn't? I didn't pay any of that money. <laughs> no, don't bother. You know what I do? I just go and I give them all the empty beer cans that I spent the money on, and I said, that's
1: good as cash.
0: <laughs> there you it's go. good as cash. Good as cash.
1: <laughs> but Holmes, before he would leave Chicago, he had one last long con to finish off. That long con would end in double murder. The last woman close to Holmes to meet her fate in the murder castle would be a sweet, naive young girl named Minnie Williams. Now, Mm -hmm. Minnie wasn't quite as beautiful as Holmes's other victims. Really?
0: I was g- that She's the best name. Minnie Williams?
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's a cute, no, name. she was short, kind of doughy, uh, real dumb. Uh. Yeah, real dumb. That's the, the quote in like multiple sources every time, the only quote anyone has to say about Minnie Williams, they just said you know, she didn't seem to know a great deal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm, <laughs> that's that's all anyone had to say about Minnie. But the one thing that she did have was a fucking heiress.
1: She was an heiress who had a massive Texas fork million dollars in today's money she was worth and if she's doughy she probably tried those elephant ears (laughs) (laughs) but for holmes of course the money was a big deal but he knew that more than likely he wouldn't be able to get the money but the one thing he could get from her was a very valuable plot of land in downtown fort worth texas And had Holmes pulled off this particular plot to fruition, had he not started to go into flim-flam psycho mode later on, it is almost certain that this is where he would have built his second murder castle.
3: I mean, I feel like nowadays, again, we would look up to somebody like A.J. Holmes. Yeah. You see Flip that house all the time. It's like he's a he's a realtor psycho, psycho killer. That's
0: yep. insane. He's just he's franchising out. I would love to watch him train in a new general manager in the Texas Fort Worth branch. <laughs> so this is where I put the grease on the on the here. Uh, uh, the grease shoot. The <laughs> grease yeah, shoot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I
3: got to tell you, that's just good thinking because you don't know when a fat boy is going to need to go from the attic to the basement.
1: <laughs> Man, Mr. Holmes, you're just wonderful. The only thing standing in the way of homes in the land was Minnie's sister, Nanny, who had a great deal more sense than her younger sister.
2: My name is Minnie, and this is Nanny. I know. <laughs> I'm Nanny. I'm Minnie. Hi. You're Henry? I'm Nanny. I'm Minnie.
0: Yeah, it sucks. Both of you. My
2: goodness. I'm worth a million dollars. <laughs> so am I. My name's Nanny. <laughs>
1: It is, yeah, truly obnoxious. (laughs) So to take care of this little problem, Holmes invited Nanny to the World's Fair and took the two sisters every single night for a week straight. And then on July 4th, 1893, Holmes suffocated both of them in his bank vault one at a time without either one knowing what happened to the other.
2: Hi, I'm Nanny. Where's Minnie? I'm in here, Nanny. It's me, Minnie. Oh, I'm coming in there, Minnie, right after you because my name's Nanny. Oh, that's great to hear, Nanny. I'm Minnie. <laughs> You're <know, For> ours. <laughs> they didn't know a whole bunch, they
0: knew each other's names, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Days I will say H H Holmes at some point during this week. just had to be like, God damn it! Will you <laughs> shut up? Shut
2: up, Nanny! We're shut murdered. up, oh, Minnie!
3: God damn it! Just tension headaches at him just being like, just like, <sighs> is there something wrong, Henry? I'm Nanny. No, there's nothing wrong, Nanny. I've just got a bit of a tension headache. I think my top hat's on a bit too tight. I'm Minnie!
2: You love me! And this is my sister, Nanny!
3: (laughs) Ooh, uh, when is the fair over?
0: (laughs) You know, sometimes
3: I'm just curious about what are the hours of the
0: fair.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna go check it out.
0: This is where he is really the victim. This was a tough week for HH.
1: Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So days later Holmes dropped by Benjamin Peitzel's house to present his wife with a bounty of presents, dresses, dresses, shoes, hats, all the clothes that Holmes claimed were left to him by his cousin who had suddenly got married and left the country. But you can
3: imagine like Peitzel okay. giving the gifts to his wife where he's just like, Yeah, here's your fucking dress here's your fucking shoes. Fuck it! I was gonna get you some more of these hats, but I put some booze in it and I ruined the fabric. I the booze out of it. I ran into the cups. You bitch! <laughs> I worked my whole life. Here's a here's the right.
0: garter belt. Did I mention my blood's full of gold? (laughs) Which is pretty cool. I mean, this is, uh, it it is dead people's clothes, but it's no different than what hipsters do here in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, when they go shopping at, uh, you know, at these thrift stores and whatnot. It's all corpses' clothes. Oh, I own many
1: dead men's clothes. Absolutely.
3: People die in the clothes, and and the the EMTs go and snip it off of them, because EMTs are nothing but premature grave robbers. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's not true. They're actually, they're
0: brave. They are needed, and, and they just... Uh, failed a, a terrorist test here in the city, so Oof. we're we're not doing good. With
3: what that. by like being like which is the bomb and which is a which
0: is a baby in a carriage? <laughs> <laughs> Their radios don't work underground, oh, so that's kind of a that's problem. That's anyway, problem. it doesn't matter. We move um, on.
1: So the deed to the land in Fort Worth, Holmes kept to himself, and with this, Holmes's time in Chicago was almost at an end. But he would not leave town without one more Midwest romantic conquest. His last wife was named Georgina Yolk, and much mm. like Murda Belknap, It's a matter of debate as to whether Holmes actually felt something like love towards Georgina or if he just never got around to killing her. Mm. At any rate, Georgina would be one of the few women to survive a close relationship with H.H. Holmes.
3: What we're going to see later is I believe that Georgina just helped H.H. Holmes with his story. And in the end, in order to be a respectable businessman in this time and day, you had to be married. And I think that knowing that you have a wife in tow wherever you go and you could reference, your wife and you have one and you can cut to like what seems to be a normal family totally. life is a great it's a great way to make someone
0: feel at ease with you mm-hmm. Dennis Rader, uh, uh you know obviously the green river it's like these people had totally
1: theoretically stable families. Yeah, absolutely. So as we mentioned in the first episode, Holmes had been toying with the idea of a life insurance switcheroo scam since medical school. And while Holmes claimed to have pulled it off before, we know for sure that he tried the scam in 1893, and who better to do it with than his trusted associate Benjamin Peitzholtz.
3: So we're gonna tell him, let's see, okay, we're gonna fake my death and we'll tell him that but what I was, was I was a famous horse trainer and i <laughs> Died trying to save a family from a fire.
0: You're a drunken idiot, but you might be some onto something with that horse trainer line.
3: Yeah, I want to be. I always wanted to be a horse trainer, but the problem is always looking at my booze. <laughs> Don't you look at my booze, horse? I'll turn the damn lower half of the glue and I'll take the glue and I'll turn it into thing. I'll paste.
0: And now you you <laughs> and once again
1: you You
3: tell me what? Who, how am I to die?
1: <laughs> so first, here's the scam in its entirety. First, Holmes would take out a large insurance policy on Peitzel, and after a few months, the two would acquire a cadaver and stage a death that would so badly disfigure the corpse that identification would be impossible. And after Holmes took care of the necessary bureaucratic rigmarole, the two would then split the payout of $10,000, which was over $250,000 in 2015 money, but Mm. that scheme would take a little bit of time to percolate, for they had doings to take care of down in Texas
3: And the worst part is that he put H.H. Holmes put Peitzel in charge of paying his own health insurance premiums. Oh, <laughs> well, bad idea. And yeah, so brilliant. And so he would send money to Peitzel to b- pay the premiums, but then Peitzel would just spend the money on booze. Right, right. And so H.H. H. Holmes then had to keep up Peitzel's half of the scam all the time. So Peitzel, while H.H. H. Holmes is running all these other games, he has to go and make sure that Peitzel's paying his premiums. And what we're going to find out is that right before the premium, it's like literally the whole insurance claim was about to be be cancelled, and AJ Holmes had to swoop in and pay it. And literally, the, the the payment made it minutes beforehand before it was like technically due. Mm-hmm. And they, that was one of the clues that they had ended up stringing together that the whole thing
0: was a scam. It yeah. is it, uh <clears throat> obviously, you know, you should not kill anybody. But isn't there something inside of you where nice you're just caveat, like, man. Good, what thank a, you." But thank what, you a, man. what a time to be alive, in a way. To, I mean, l- nowadays, you try to pull off a scam like that. There's a de- detective Columbo coming <laughs> to ask you a bunch of very interesting questions. Yeah, these these uh,
3: these hard shoes and these these long arms are coming out and good sniffing right. around my good time, Charlies.
0: Back in the day, all you would have to do is cut off their ears, and then the de- detective would be like, "Well." Nope, this
1: person had ears. They do not have ears. That is not this person, so we're totally confused. So after taking out the policy, Peitzel, Georgina, and HH set out for Texas to build a new life in downtown Fort Worth with a land that Holmes had scammed from many. So safely away from his creditors in Chicago, Holmes started all over again with Fort Worth using the exact same methods he had used to build his murder castle the first time. But... Like with most people of Holmes' temperament, the need for more excitement got him into trouble. Inexplicably, Holmes and Peitzel tried their hands at horse thievery, which is a hanging offense in Texas. It's it's just,
3: of all of the scams,
1: (laughs) stealing a horse,
3: number one is dangerous because horses are big. And I don't don't even like voluntarily riding a horse. Mm -hmm. Everyone, taking one against your will. Absolutely. (laughs) You know what I mean? And... They don't know anything about
1: goddamn horses.
0: No. <laughs> and a horse killed John Candy. Well, he had to ride a horse. And he was obese. Well, I mean, yeah, 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 the yeah Heart yeah, yeah.
1: disease killed John Candy. Well, but he, he died on
0: a horse. I'd say maybe <laughs> horse steak killed John <laughs> yeah, Candy. Yeah, it could be. Well, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> so the two, of course, identified almost immediately as the culprits. They left Fort Worth in the middle of the night, never to return. They would resurface six months later in St. Louis. Ugh. <laughs> It's a nice place, St. Louis. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's where Holmes would be arrested for the very first time, by the way, after trying out uh, a pharmacy fraud. That old trick where he would buy things on credit. Uh, he would sell. He would buy things on credit under an assumed name, sell all of the products, and then when the creditors came, would say, like, no, that's not me. I did not buy these things. This mm. was Mr. Bilkey that bought all of those things. They saw right through it, and he landed in prison and while in prison awaiting bail Holmes would make the mistake that would eventually get him caught for good how old is he now at this point
0: oh 32 33 he's our age so he has just been and so but the life expectancy back then wasn't as high as it is now yeah it
1: was like 34 (laughs) so
0: he's just like an elderly man be like never been caught yet why wouldn't he stop
1: yeah, I mean, because that's, that's the thing, he hasn't or even, right, I mean, he hasn't necessarily been close to get, getting caught this entire time. Yeah, he's had creditors come at him, but he hasn't really had the law come at him yet. Right. Uh, because he's been able to talk his way out of it. And he's also, this whole time, there's all of these investigators that have been coming to his murder castle, and he's been turning them away with a pat and a handshake. Well, now and So his confidence hmm. is
3: through the roof. Right, right. But nowadays, nobody trusts. Back in the day, they trusted you. They don't believe... No one believed that you were a liar or a psychopath. They thought that it was like, oh, he'll get around to it. Because this was like old-timey America when things were still pure. But Lytle, Lytle, we all know... There was a whole bunch of rape going on.
0: Yeah. And again, are people still obsessed in the States about what's happening in the UK in London with Jack the Ripper? Oh, no. That's long gone. No, long it ago. pacified yeah. us.
3: When we saw the Jack the Ripper stuff, That the whole thing was that the way the newspaper sold it was like, we'd never have anything like that right. over here in mm-hmm. the Congressional United States of America. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, so- we killed how many millions of Indians <laughs> with
1: blankets. <laughs> Well, and at this time, wow. this is when the Indian Wars were raging on. Uh, yeah, so we were really getting to the Indian killing at this point out in the old West. yeah, yeah. everyone was killing each other. When was Wounded Knee? I like
3: the
0: tone that you said that. Yeah <laughs> when was the casino give out? Well what happened?
3: in Wounded, wounded knee, knee was only four years before this. No shit.
0: <laughs> when, in Wounded Knee they they armed the prisoners. And then the prisoners got the, uh, the Native Americans. They Holy gave them shit. weapons to fight, uh, to fight uh, other Native American tribes and to uh, uh, protect them against wildlife. And then the uh, prisoners, the Native Americans, uh, you know, obviously used the guns against them. Uh, this
3: is how we treated the inventors of
2: jerky.
0: It's not, <laughs> oh, my God. Did Native Americans invent a jerky? I'll say it. I'm 126 Cherokee.
1: <laughs>
0: What's that? Your pinky?
1: <laughs> By the way, you're thinking of Little Bighorn. Wounded Knee is when we just shot all the women and children. Eh, whatever. <laughs>
0: Little Bighorn.
1: I like that one better anyway. Jesus, man.
0: What? That's a better name. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? What about
3: Octopus Dog Hat? <laughs> what about that brave battle of the Cherokee versus the, the uh, congressional armies of
0: the uh, Alabamians? I am very pro-Native American. <laughs>
3: Inventors of jerky,
1: (laughs) struck down by Italians. Mm -hmm. I'm one twelfth Native American. (laughs) So we're actually kind of in the Wild West, speaking of at this point, for Holmes' cellmate was a man that Harold Schechter referred to as, quote, An authentic desperado. (laughs) someone
3: so uh, audacious with his mm, bodily that one would assume that he was born to be an outlaw. <laughs>
1: thank you Harold Sheck you're the best Harold <laughs>
3: so
1: this man that was in the cell with H.H. Holmes his name was Marion Hedgepith, aka the handsome bandit and he actually was very handsome he was. and he
3: was handsome not like they say H.H. Holmes was handsome yeah. this guy yeah. actually was handsome and this is very interesting this is also a trait of psychopaths he was bragging about his crimes and his abilities because literally he wanted the validation from another famous criminal yeah mm-hmm.
1: he was struck by this. Celebrity because he want what he wanted was there was this bad man, and he was famous because this was a, a time in America where the uh, the, the Wild West criminal uh, was a celebrity.
0: Yeah, nothing's changed, has it?
1: No, no. not actually, no. not really. It, it actually hasn't. Caitlyn Jenner's woman in the year, and she fucking killed a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> just one. And of course, HH wanted to impress the outlaw who rode with such desperate men as James, Illinois, Jimmy Francis, and Lucius. Dink Wilson. Oh, man. Mm. Illinois is just a bad nickname. That's just
0: where the dude's from. Illinois Jimmy. Yeah, I mean... But Actually,
3: he... I think it was just his favorite state. <laughs> yeah, it could be. That Dink was, was just because he couldn't tie his shoes and he had a fucking <laughs> pot of soup for a hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Not like better
2: than going inside the tree. <laughs> <laughs> nice so, that, though.
1: So, at any rate, Holmes needed one last person to pull off his insurance scam—a crooked lawyer, to broker the whole thing. And Holmes figured if any man knew a crooked lawyer, it would be the handsome bandit. So Holmes offered Hedges five hundred bucks for his help in the scheme and was put in touch with a man named Jeptha D. Howe. And as soon as Holmes was sprung from St. Louis, Holmes grabbed Peitzel and headed to Philly. Now, Peitzel, who had moved his whole family, including his wife and their five children, to St. Louis for the duration of the insurance scheme, left town on July ninth, 1894, after letting carry in on the scheme. Peitzel never saw his wife or their children ever again. It's actually a very sad story because they were talking about how he, he came home drunk. I'm
3: sure they solidified the plans because now the plan is that he was going to go and, and pretend to be a patent maker, yeah. like a patent clerk uh, in this area. How he was going to set up shop and then the, he was going to be blown up in a fake explosion because he was an inventor. He came home drunk one night before leaving town, and this the only time that, because he told his oldest daughter who came in, and he was there like lolling in the kitchen, totally hammered, and turned to her, and it was like, if you see the stories of my death in the newspaper, it's a lie. It's a lie, and it's like it's very sad yeah, because no. it's true. Because then they all had to play along in order for the quote unquote insurance scam to work.
1: Right, right, right. right. But Alice yeah. actually, when she heard about it, she did still like she had her suspicions that her father was still like She later on thought like, oh, now I remember that it was a lie. But when she first heard it, she did believe that her father was actually well, dead. Drunks yeah, are always kid. saying random things. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it was yeah. is that the drunk like she's like, yeah, Dad used to come home drunk and say stupid bullshit all the time. Uh, So, two months later, after Peitzel left St. Louis, his burned and decaying body would be found on the floor of the rented patent clerk's office in Philadelphia, Mm. discovered by a neighbor who had been talking to him about patenting some sort of new saw that he had invented. It was some kind of saw thing. It was yeah. a flim-flam
3: machine. Yeah, he it was, was another flim-flam there. machine. Yeah, and uh, again, he, Peitzel had become immediately known in that small little area where he had set up shop as a drunk. He yeah. just showed up, and his whole thing was like, I'm staying sober. I'm staying with it. I'm staying straight and on the on the racer's edge because <laughs> I am a part of a very complicated <laughs> insurance scam. Is that bourbon? Is that
0: bourbon? <laughs> what does that taste like?
3: Oh, Jews, make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy To have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation. And my own did everybody come around being like, Where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman? And I was like, Stop talking to
2: my wife. She's spoken for. You can see it with the Blue Nile bling she's got on her.
3: Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code lastpodcast at bluenile.com. That's $50 off with code lastpodcast at bluenile.com. Bluenile.com.
1: was all part of the plan. Holmes, who had never intended to split the proceeds with Peitzel, had killed the man with chloroform and had staged his body to look like Peitzel died in an explosion when he lit his pipe too close to a vat of chemicals. Which is a ludicrous...
3: Idea yes. to begin with. It yeah. is
1: ludicrously elaborate.
3: You,
0: There's oh. many different ways you can kill somebody and dismember the face. 1893, a known drunk. It seems like something he might do.
3: No, you just topple over. He had three possessions. You topple over the desk, you make the chair slightly askew, and you beat his face in, and then it looks like a robbery. <laughs> I'm
0: actually going to say H.H. H. had a better idea, Henry. I don't think so. He's a drunkard. I need my smoke. He lights his smoke, and the whole thing goes up. That I makes no, no it sense. Out.
1: It could happen. <laughs> well, it was at the, this was kind of at the beginning of forensic police work uh, because one of the police on the scene he actually said like he looked at us like wait a minute when a body is faced with an explosion the limbs get very mussed up. You know, everything. Everything. That's what he said.
3: His whole body was totally fine, except his face was
0: burnt.
1: Yeah, and then superficial burn. And
3: he reeked of chloroform.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so he should have burnt him up a little bit more. Yeah, set yeah. fire to the house. Uh, yeah. So Holmes arrived in the at the Peitzel House in St. Louis the same day that Benjamin's wife and children read the announcement for his death. And Carrie was told, "Listen, let the kids think that their father is dead." It'll be a lot easier if they think he's dead. And then, when he's not dead, it'll be, I'll be a little surprise. Yeah, that won't be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that won't scare the hell Absolutely. out of them. It won't warp
3: their brains no. and their idea of trust for the rest of time. No, 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 no. But also, it's it. what's true with this whole thing is that his wife had begged him. It's like Peitzel did the classic. I mean, like... This is the last scam, baby. Mm. And we're getting this thing, and then um, we're getting out. Don't you yep. even think
1: about it. You're
3: just, you just—you got, got—is there alcohol in your perfume? <laughs> <laughs> it was a
1: huge payout. It was one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Huge, yeah. Like, so it was—it was worth the risk. But Carrie didn't. One didn't know Holmes all that well All she knew was that Holmes showed up every once in a while With a bunch of dead women's clothing But then gave presents to the kids And at the time yeah. that's how you were a good father
3: Most good fathers you didn't see for three months at a time right. And he'd come home and be like Hello children And give a rough like weird cigar scented fucking <laughs> kisses to them And then give weird sweet
0: candies and leave Yeah Sweet candies were probably just fruit <laughs> Like a plum or something That's pathetic.
1: Well, what Holmes needed from the Peitzel family was a family member to identify the corpse for the insurance uh, company, Mm. and it would be much easier for everyone if the person doing the identification believed that Benjamin was dead. So all Holmes needed was to borrow their eldest daughter, Alice, for just a few days to make the identification. I'm just going to take her up to Philadelphia. We're going to identify this corpse that's not your husband, by the way. Your husband's totally fine. He's totally alive. We just need her to go up, identify this corpse, and then I'll bring her right back.
3: The shady lawyer and
1: these (laughs) three empty trunks.
3: I'm not bringing anything else with me. We're going to get on this train, we're going. To over here where I definitely did not kill your drunk, good-for-nothing
0: goon-like husband. I just see her in the back of whatever uh, automobile they're traveling in, like Toby Maguire in uh, Fear and Lonely in Las Vegas <laughs> yeah. when he hops in the car. He's just scared shitless. But the
3: truth is, too, is that, like, how did Benjamin Peitzel's wife have any faith in the idea that her husband would have been good at this scam blind love it's just unbelievable like women believed in men too much back in the day (laughs) because Peitzel couldn't keep his shit together he was so hammered all the time so fucked up he's not going to be the central cog to a highly elaborate insurance (laughs) scam and like uh, with a guy who just like Keeps, He's had seven wives. <laughs> Since you've known him, he had a murder hotel. But he was perfect for HH, though. He had greased shoots. <laughs> no one knew about the grease shoots. Oh, I feel like you know about them. <laughs> you got yet. grease shoots and lime pits in the house. There's only so much you can escape. Like, you can't say, oh, it's for. Because I love this. Yeah, I love the scent of
0: citrus. Yeah, why not?
1: So, as to why, I mean, you might ask, why did they take a 15-year-old girl to identify this horribly mangled corpse instead of the man's wife. Propriety. (laughs) Well, Holmes, he didn't trust Carrie to lie convincingly because she wasn't really into the whole scam in the first place. Mm. And besides, he's like, listen, you have three other children. You have your sick infant, your Wharton, to take care of. There was also a more nefarious reason. If Holmes wasn't going to pay out to Benjamin, he sure as hell wasn't going to pay out to Benjamin's family either. And what begins here is a long, drawn-out, and particularly cruel process in which Holmes would attempt to kill each and every member of the Peitzel family one by one, and he would come very close to pulling it off.
3: It's like very metal, Metal Gear Solid the way he did this it's it's very interesting cuz yeah. he would just kind of because we're going to see now is that she tails after him and her three, the rest of her kids basically he takes on the kids and they go on this sort of like cat and mouse like fucking this yeah. weird hostage situation and then he's he fucking like snipes them or he does the garrote to each one <laughs> yeah. like what's the move what's the thing in metal gear solid when you hold the dude and then you, you then you I get a balloon what it's
1: but I know if, uh, if they- I haven't played no, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid
0: Five yet. I'm sorry, I hung out with fucking Holden the other day, and only he was like, "Look at my video games." <laughs> never, never do that. Uh, but if they would have seen him, then an exclamation mark would have gone over his head. <laughs> Whoop.
1: <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> so after the particularly gruesome task of identifying Peitzel's body was completed by Alice, which by the way will cover in full on a bonus episode, the autopsy of Benjamin Peitzel. It's very interesting. It's actually. very interesting. But yeah, that'll be one of our bonus episodes once we launch our Patreon. Uh, Holmes returned to St. Louis and told Carrie that, "Well, listen, there's nothing to worry about. Everything's going just right. fine." There are insurance investigators on our trail. So, we're going to have to take some extra precautions. I left Alice back in Philadelphia, but what I'm going to need to do is take two more of your kids because the insurance investigators, they're going to be looking for a woman with five kids yeah, so
2: just think it about, it. So just about it. Makes all the sense in the Just think about it.
1: If you think about it for
0: five seconds. Think about it for five seconds. This, this woman must have been a drunk, Listen too. Listen
3: about it. <laughs> think about it, but you know what I'm going to say after I say think about it? Don't think about it. Don't think about <laughs> it. Don't think about it, but think about it. Don't yeah. think about what? it. What? Yeah. Think about it. I got your kids. Don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm nanny. <laughs>
1: God, I, got I... Ah. (laughs) So what happened, but you got to also remember is that H.H. Holmes was the pinnacle of man. In his day. Of course, like she looks at him it's like, well, of course, well, you know, he, he had all these uh, successful businesses. He he ran the, the castle for such a long time. And he's got a wife that he's checking in all the time with while he's
3: killing all these, these kids. How does he get to go to sleep? That's what <laughs> I want to say. That's what he's burning candles both ends. You That's know what right. he needs is a spa treatment. He'd be crushing Twitter. Must oh, you would have been so
1: good at Always social media. Always on Twitter. Yeah. So good at social media. So over the next few months, uh, as Henry said, Hall. Holmes would take three of Carrie's children, Howard, Nellie, and Alice, from town to town, registering in hotels under false names, sometimes claiming the kids as his own, sometimes saying he was their uncle, but always changing the story to breed confusion every time. So what he Mm. was doing was he was just moving around. So if once he did, in fact, kill the children, the trail would be impossible to follow.
0: I actually do feel bad for good uncles. Because like you can't do anything with your nephews or niece. Well, I'm gonna in. You're like I am their uncle. Everyone's just like, Uh follow us, come with us, please. Uh,
3: Because there are only four good uncles. I'm one of them. Oh yeah, I'm an uncle too. Yeah, Yeah. woo! I haven't molested nothing.
1: Nope. (laughs) Good, good, good to know. I helped my nephew with his English with his research paper the other night.
3: I bought my niece the entire series of Goosebumps. Oh, that's very good. She read one and said they were frightening her, and then they did not tell me, but they gave them all away. So you
0: are (laughs) the creepy uncle, unbeknownst to you.
1: And Holmes, as he was moving these kids around, changing his story, in a very BTK move, when he was asked his profession while registering at one hotel, he said, Well, I suppose... hmm." I am an actor. Ooh. (laughs) Love actors. mm, Professional uncle. Perfect. (laughs) That's what I'll say. So as Holmes was moving around the kids, he was also moving around Carrie Peitzel, constantly stringing her along yes. saying, "All right, so your hus so we're going to have to go to Toronto next because that's where your husband is. He's waiting for us there in Toronto." And then once they get to Toronto, he'd say, "Well, actually, he had to go to Detroit. Um, business for me.
3: Meanwhile, he's got a wife that he's decided to keep alive Yeah, you know, that he's handling with her because he's still saying that he's working for the ABC Copier uh, program or yeah, yeah, company but, whatever yeah. it is. Ancestor of the Mimeograph But it just seems like ABC Copier again just seemed like a dude inside of a box <laughs> that he would just put it in there and he would draw it up inside the box and go like stick it out. A little white slave um, and then he would say he kept saying he would like he would make it up. He's like, yeah. oh, we're going over here for business and then we're going to this next place because it nicer yeah, here. We're
1: going to Niagara Falls. I didn't yeah. give you a proper honeymoon, so now we're going to go to Niagara Falls.
0: There is no way that he did not have the thought at some point of just being like, I should have just started like a Marriott. <laughs> like, I should have just promised continental breakfast and just ran a damn hotel. This is so much work and
1: he's, for a big payoff, he but is, not that big of a he payoff. He is loving it. That's you think that, he's enjoying oh this? Oh, my God. He is loving it so much because he's he has Ugh. these three people that he's manipulating. and Screaming and, in the back seat all s- the time. In certain cities... Uh, he would keep all three people, all three groups of people, blocks away from each other.
3: You see, I actually think it's not so much pleasure. There is a pleasure over when it all works out. Right. But I think what he does is he pushes himself to the extreme of stress and then makes these decisions and then does the next thing and that's what, he, it's not a love it's an addiction yeah. to mm. the release after stress, 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 up to my top am I just about to be caught, is everything about to fall apart boom, I, I made it, I'm mm-hmm. a fucking genius and right. that's where the pleasure is it's go. not the manipulating yeah, I think it's, this sucks for him, it's the this game. is work but he's doing the game on purpose because then it feels like you're doing something, like it's what B, it's what BTK would, in that comparison, what he would right. do when he would build the anticipation of killing somebody. Where he would go and he would track them and track them until it was just mm. about to burst. And it's very interesting. It's just uh, someone who literally uh, is constantly bored.
0: There is a misconception that criminals don't work their asses off.
1: Yeah.
3: This it's is a hard full to time, be
1: a This is, is a ext- full commitment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it, it's also, he's, he's also one of those uh, like rare killers. We talk about process killers and product killers he's both Because he's the process was when he was in the hotel, and he's killing these women because it's making him hard. The product part of the killing—that's what this is. He's not killing. He's not planning to kill the children uh, for pleasure. He didn't kill Benjamin Peitzel for pleasure. He's killing for money. It's all money. Yeah, it's all money. Like this is just—he's just mixing business and pleasure on this. He just finally figured out it's like, oh, okay, I do the scams and I do killing on the side. I can actually combine these two things.
2: Mm. Yeah,
3: it's like um. Pizza on a bagel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you enjoyed
0: eating pizza on a bagel, and then you sold them, Mm -hmm. and then you started a little business. That's what he should have done: is getting Mm. onto the pizza and a bagel business.
3: Yeah. Instead, of all the killing.
0: Well, we should debate Totino's pizza rolls versus pizza and a bagel one of these days. Yeah, well, I think we should. We will do that <laughs> for like
3: <laughs>
1: That's three a bonus or four e- hours. A bonus episode.
2: <laughs> so,
1: the, so the children they spent their days alone, locked in hotel rooms. They would constantly be writing letters to their mother, but Holmes kept every single one of them because it's and the letters are just so sad because they like,
3: mommy, you never write. Yeah. Why don't you write? Cause I've been writing to you, H. H. Holmes keeps gripping on me, but he bought me fancy umbrella. How I wish you could see my umbrella, but you don't write. See you in Toronto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, well, it started off as an adventure for the kids. Like, oh, we're traveling from place to place. We're seeing so many different locations. This yeah. is so exciting. Uh, and then it starts getting cold, and they only have like these tiny thin jackets and Holmes he just sees buying them jackets buying them clothing he sees that as wasted money he's like why would i why would i ever do that why yeah, why would, why would I-, I dress these dead kids yeah <laughs> right yeah why why cuz that's what people who uh later on gave gave witness to is they said that there was this and that's one thing that part of the scam that he never thought of is that he always stood out because he was this immaculately dressed very nice looking man with these three waifs these horrible looking children you that are dirty them. they're in mm-hmm. torn up ripped clothing they're always cold but he also did the same thing to the house too the yeah. murder castle turned into this drab
3: like fallen down thing because he became bored with it now like we're gonna see the first child to die was the youngest kid because he was being
1: a in the ass. Yeah, he was starting mm. to scream and yell and draw even more attention to him. Uh, so he told the two little girls, he's like, listen, I'm gonna take your brother to live with my cousin, Minnie. Minnie! <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm
2: Minnie. I'll take the kids. I'm Minnie. Yikes. I'm your cousin, Minnie. Oh, my goodness. It rhymes with Winnie. I'm, it's I It's Minnie. I'd
1: rather stay with H.H. H. Holmes, I think. <laughs> In reality, though, Holmes took the boy to a secluded, rented house, killed him, Chopped up his body using surgical instruments that he had had sharpened specifically for this event. Oh, these are just sharpened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And burned the body in the stove. And all that was found of Little Howard were teeth, bone fragments, and pieces of his clothing. Nellie and Alice would be killed soon after in Toronto. Holmes somehow convinced the girls to enter a trunk. Outfitted with a hole just big enough for him to run a hose into, and like so many others, the Pito girls died by gas.
3: Get him, get on, get in, get in, the trunk. No, in the trunk. No, 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 it's a fun game in the trunk. <laughs> listen, no no, 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 listen. You're getting in the trunk. And I'm gonna get in the trunk. Don't think. You're thinking about it. Don't think about it. Think about Don't it. Think about Don't it. think about it. It's getting in the trunk. Just think about the trunk. All right. And now by gas. Does that mean he farted inside of the <laughs> hole? Yes, yes. He was slamming beans <laughs> down his gullet. It took
0: a little bit of time, but sure enough, he asphyxiated them. <laughs> I think let's let's let it hang. <laughs> mm, Asphyxiated.
1: <laughs> Boom! I'm on fire. So Holmes then took the bodies to another rented house, borrowed a shovel from a neighbor, telling him he needed to bury some potatoes in the cellar. Can I what get is your, happening? Um, can I get your
3: uh, your shovel? I got. What do you need uh, for but, what? For what? I, you know, I got to bury. Shovels okay. bury um uh, some. Uh,
0: so I love the shovel. One of my favorite shovels. I don't just give it away willy nilly.
3: Bury some. Like, carrots? No. No no, no. 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 I already buried my carrots right. last oh, okay. week. Some potatoes. I got to bury them down in the cellar for the for cellar potatoes. You're thinking about it. Don't even think about it.
0: Here
1: you go. Have the shovel. But it was not potatoes that H. H. Holmes was burying. What was it? Little girl. Oh, Oh, different. Mm -hmm. They don't grow. The (laughs) invest... No, they don't. That's not how life works. Believe it or not, you don't
0: bury a child and it turns into a tree full of life. That that also sounds
3: like the the latest Cure album, Buried Little Girls
1: Don't Grow. Oh, it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) So the investigator who found the bodies after an extensive six-month search, his name was Frank Geyer. He said when he first put the shovel into the ground, quote... Only a slight hole had been made When the gases burst forth The stench was frightful So while the bodies were so badly decomposed That Alice's hair slid from her scalp As they picked her up The youngest was the only one With actual physical harm Her feet had been amputated To prevent identification upon discovery For Nellie had a club foot We don't Mm. know what Holmes did with the feet though
3: Oh, you know. Yeah, I mean. So, you know, have you ever see that Charlie Chaplin bit where he's got the biscuits on the forks uh, and he dances with yeah, them? Benny and June.
1: Benny and June. Like yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Probably oh. something
1: like that. Let <laughs> dance a little bit, huh? A little tap routine. Yeah yeah, 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 Or yeah. just every time somebody asked, he was like, they're baby feet.
3: Don't think about it. You're thinking about it. Thinking about <laughs> Don't think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, okay. So, Holmes, he's killing Benjamin Pitell. He's killing kids. He's planning to kill more. He's killed dozens of women back in Chicago. He would not be arrested for any of these things. He would be arrested for insurance fraud. And had it not been for one man, Holmes would have likely pulled off the Benjamin Peitzel insurance scam and killed the entire Peitzel family. You know who Holmes forgot about? Who? The handsome bandit. i Benito Guapo. <laughs> no, it's very interesting
3: because he because that's what the uh, Marion had when it happened. When when Aj Holmes told him his secret, he's just like. Oh, this is fucking great. And he got all the information that he wanted from Holmes about his whole insurance scam. And he's just like, as soon as my sentence comes, I'm going to flip this fucking idiot. who told me he was old plans because he's not, this guy's not a real desperado. I bet he looked at A.J. Holmes and was like, this guy's a fucking psychopath, but he does not know how to be a
1: desperado. He's a dandy. He's a handsome bandit. Yes. <laughs> well Marion is that he's the like real life like bad men of the old like bad man of the old west. Really yeah. like a bad man, but with the yeah. weird
3: so not honor amongst thieves, but like you know, he was a train robber, did
0: some intense shit, like, like was uh, a
3: hardcore guy. Jesse like,
0: James type of guy. Like Black Bart from a Christmas
1: story. Exactly like yes. Black Bart mm. from a Christmas story. But yes. with more rape. Uh-oh. A lot more. So Marion never got that $500 and was far more interested in cutting a deal with the judge in exchange for a pardon, which he got by the way uh and a uh, little thing about marion Hedgebeth died in a shootout at a gas station in 1909 i didn't
0: even know they had gas stations in 1909 that's kind of fun
1: yeah they were dangerous yeah <laughs> sounds like it so as soon as Hedgebeth saw the announcement for peitzel's death he put two and two together it's like oh okay that's the that's the score that that holmes guy was telling me about Hedgebeth calls over a guard Tells the guard the whole story. The, uh, the guard tells the judge. The judge calls uh, Philadelphia... And so Holmes gets arrested in Boston for insurance fraud on November seventeenth, eighteen ninety four, by the octopus like system of the Pinkerton detective agency. So it's like yeah.
0: no one was good in this time. No, just like everyone's a criminal.
1: Well, to be honest, it's
3: like everybody was a criminal, but everyone, everybody was kind of like fine with it.
1: Yeah, everyone was good. I mean, they were actually good men. Like uh,
3: we mentioned, the Pinkerton them. Or, or, or the Pinkerton detective agency is a was a hardcore group of guys. Yeah. They actually
0: just had something in the news recently. There was a uh, five hundred thousand dollar car or something stole and stolen and the Pinkerton Club, or detective agency, is on it. They're still around? They're still around. I just read about them a, a week ago, swear to God. Wow. Yeah. But
1: yeah, the, the Pinkertons, well, they were all also like a pretty shady group of characters. People would also hire the Pinkertons as a, kind of a personal goon squad. But the Pinkertons, that's where we get the term private eye from, because that's what the Pinkertons called themselves, the all-seeing eye. They're still on the case.
3: But they are good. But they were good at their jobs. They were
1: extremely good. And yeah. the other guy that uh, Bears mentioned that we'll probably talk about in our... Uh, upcoming Super Cop episode, Frank Geyer. Uh, Frank Geyer spent six months on the trail of H.H. Holmes, and he was the one that. Figured out, despite all of the deception, despite all of the name changes, he was the one that tracked down the mm. children.
3: It's very interesting because he really did. They really were. They had been following him for a while. Yeah. HH Holmes was not doing a good job. The they, all of the different yeah. stories made him incredibly suspicious. Constantly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Detective work was just so much different. I mean, now you take it to a lab, you get like DNA evidence. Three weeks later, you can put things together so much easier. This is.
1: It was all. I, it was all work. eyewitness. It was all. Interviews. Mm. That, that's the only way that he was able to actually find uh, those kids. Cool. And so HH, he's in prison. Uh, Carrie Peitzel uh, finds him finally and says, Okay, so you're in prison. Where are the kids? Holmes said, Okay, here's the deal. Yes, I did commit insurance fraud. That was a corpse that was placed there by me up in Philadelphia, but it was a cadaver. Benjamin's still alive and well, and he is now with the kids, and they're either in South America or Florida. Officer, I got to say this. It looks
3: like you're thinking about it. Right. (laughs) But what I need you to do is to go ahead and take that thinking about it and give Mm -hmm. it a a goal
1: reversal of that. All right? Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but when the children's bodies were finally found, Holmes claimed that Minnie, along with the mysterious accomplice named Hatch... Hey, I'm had- Hatch. I'm Hatch, and this is my friend Minnie. I'm Minnie!
2: I'm Hatch, and I help her kill babies. I'm Minnie, and I kill a baby with my friend Hatch! <laughs>
0: God, man, that is the most annoying character that's ever come out of you.
1: You don't like it? I love it. (laughs) So, when, uh, yeah, so that's what Holmes said. He said that many, along with Hatch, had killed the children uh, while they were in her care. Uh, And, but now, with an obviously grisly triple child murder at the very least attached to Holmes, investigators finally decided to take a look at the castle that Holmes had run for years over in Englewood. The de- evidence inside was more than enough to seal Holmes's fate. They found the acid vats. They mm-hmm. found the surgical tables. They talked to the groundskeeper, uh, this guy named Quinlan, and he's, uh, he was like, they were like, How did you not know? He's like, Well, I was never allowed to clean the second floor. I uh, mean, at some
0: point, the detectives just had to look at each other and be like, We should have done this like seven years ago, huh? You know what? You <laughs> know what? You thinking about it? you thinking
3: about, about it. it. Don't think about it. <laughs> Don't think about it. <laughs> okay, you know what? Thank you That's so much. That's the one much. thing, thank thing thank I learned so from much. that A.J. Holmes
0: <laughs> guy.
1: <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much. And by the way, Quinlan uh, killed himself with strychnine just a few years later. And uh, his uh, suicide note, the only thing it said, one sentence it just said, I couldn't sleep.
0: Oh, God, that's terrifying. Yeah. No, oh, sir.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't
1: sleep last night But I like being alive (laughs) (laughs) So Holmes Would eventually Be convicted Of only four murders But he would confess To up to 30 And always the adapter Holmes went from Publishing a set of memoirs Professing his innocence Before the discovery Of the children And the castle To saying The bodies Found inside the castle They were all Donated cadavers I got them all Completely legal I'm a doctor I'm using them But once they find finally proved that he, once he, once he knew that he was going to die that he was not going to get out of it because there were no appeals in 1896 greased shoots <laughs> yeah, <laughs> down to burning areas yeah. lime <laughs> lime pools yes he finally said that he was he would go back and forth he said that he was alternately possessed by or guided by the devil he famously said I was born with the
3: devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor besides the bed where I was ushered into the world, and he has been with me
0: since. Oh, or funny. she. I do not want to That's discriminate. Right. That's right.
2: Cisgender.
1: Gender is fluid, too. Gender is fluid. <laughs> yes. So Holmes was hanged on May 7th, 1896. He was not one of the lucky ones to have his neck snap when the doors opened beneath his feet, so was strangled to death slowly over 15 minutes before finally being pronounced dead. As far as the castle hmm. goes, much of it was destroyed in an arson attempt in 1895, and today in its place stands a post office. Hey. Which is, I mean,
3: our pulse office is fucking miserable enough?
1: Do we yeah, really eventually. need to be on the, the, the lot of a murder
0: hotel? Yeah, yeah. I love the... Uh, the federal government is like, we will take the land. <laughs> we, will, we will set up an institution that will uh, eventually, at some point, lead to uh, massacres in offices. Okay, okay.
3: Well, first thing we're going to do is just like, if that post office doesn't work, we're going to put in a uh, dog crematorium.
0: Yeah. <laughs> then we we'll kill retry kill the post office. dogs. Yeah. And that's it. That's H.H. H. Holmes. Wow. So Damn. he died slowly, which is nice. Yeah, he didn't it get is the, nice. Uh, yeah, it's very nice. 15 minutes of hanging and struggling there. You know, and
3: I, and it's very interesting, because I would put him along the lines of like a, either like a very notorious evil man, Or it's like, mm. you know, but it's interesting, because normally... I like how it didn't kill him immediately. Mm-hmm. There's something about that too, where it's like Vlad the, the Vampire, Vlad the Dracul, like how that fucking his prolonged death, how they killed him over days, same thing with the Rasputin and like
1: Mussolini when oh, they Oh, right, give Rasputin a break.
3: Because Rasputin was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and they there's something adds to the sort of like mythical nature Mm -hmm. of this like legendary boogeyman of like Mm -hmm. it took a little bit to kill him too and it's a long time for him to go down
0: Rasputin sounds like something you take if you have a cold. Uh, it sounds like a good medicine. I like that very, Wait, very is it, much. Is this the Reader's Digest? Laughter is the best medicine section. I'll tell you one thing. Oh my God! Reader's Digest, laughter is the best medicine section is amazing. And my father was always very depressed. He could never, uh, he never get it. He always submitted. He never got in.
1: He always. He, so your dad was a joke writer as well. He was a truck driver. <laughs> my father
0: was a truck driver. Uh, yeah, he had a couple of bits up his sleeve there. Uh, never really got to hear him. Tr- uh, H. Uh, H. Holmes. People, I think, miss. Um, they call they throw that term genius around way too much when it comes to a lot of these serial killers, but there's just really no denying that the man was uh, completely brilliant. Yeah, he was really sort
3: of good at it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to actually build these things to see to actually you know it's like. Most of these things stay in people's minds. Yeah. All right. Wow. What a series. Great job, Marcus. Thank you very wonderful, much. And, wonderful uh, research. We've got, Unbelievable. We've
1: got to give much thanks to uh, Sammy Coughlin uh, and uh, Megan Fierro Root on uh, this episode as far as their assistance on uh, research goes. Couldn't have done it without him. You did uh, say
0: Sammy's name like he was a victim of uh, serial killing. She's. It's a girl. It's a woman. It's a, it's a, it's a woman. Okay. You've never okay. met yeah, Sammy? you have met, met Sammy. You've met Sammy many times. Oh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've always
3: enjoyed her. I <laughs> really enjoy her. All of our interns are very short and that. Thing why I don't think you see them because they're just <laughs> walking around beneath the clouds by your shoulders. <laughs>
0: Very good joke, Henry. You should do that for Reader's Digest. Laughter is the best
1: medicine. Uh, Guys, uh, don't forget this Saturday, uh, November 28th, is the last podcast on the Left Live show. Uh, Henry's going to be here for the first time in months. It starts at 10 p.m. Uh, It's totally free. Uh, Get here early because I know we've got a ton of people coming to this one. It's going to fill up quick. Uh, So that's uh, The Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue and Long Island City, Queens. It's going to be great.
0: We won't be doing one in December just because it's too uh, hectic with everybody's schedule. So, this is the last one before the new year. So, this is the last one until January. uh, Yeah,
3: we sadly have to give a deference
0: to fucking Christmas. It's a capitalism thing. Don't even think about Jesus.
1: We're going home. Me and you are going home.
2: Yeah,
0: go home. <laughs> I'm oh going
1: goodness. home with Marcus.
0: Uh, all right, follow Henry on Twitter at Henry Loves You. at Marcus Parks. Marcus is at Marcus Parks. I'm at Ben Kissel. Thanks for supporting all the shows here that Marcus and I do together as well. Top at page seven, Roundtable table of gentlemen, sex and other human activities.
1: Yeah, and uh, if you want your last podcast on the left T-shirt, go to Cave Comedy. Jeez, r- what happened to you? <laughs> Go to cavecomedyradio.com slash merch. Uh, they're only 25 bucks each uh, for Americans. $40 everywhere else in the rest of the world. Uh, and uh, also, I got a little project going on right now over on Spotify. If you want to follow me, I'm working on a, I'm doing a playlist for every single year from 1950 to 2015. I'm up to 1980 right now. That's uh, The playlist is running at this moment about 1,200 songs. Uh, so go follow me on, uh, on Spotify. Check those out. And it if you don't listen,
0: him... he'll start smoking again.
1: Yeah,
3: exactly. And he, it is keeping him from killing random people in his apartment building.
0: That's great. magustalations. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I rarely do the magustalations, And people are wondering what it, what it means on uh, Facebook, and I have no idea. It's We're going to catch
1: up. It means congratulations for liking something. Great. Sure. Hail Satan.
0: We all know what that means. That
3: means have a happy Thanksgiving. And Heil Gein. And hail yourselves.
1: For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to CaveComedyRadio.com.
2: Collider says BritBox has TV everyone should be watching. Stream acclaimed series with powerful performances from Jodie Whittaker, Tamara Lawrence, Bella Ramsey, and Matthew McFadden. Discover new BritBox original series you won't find anywhere else. Like Three Little Birds, Agatha Christie's Murder is Easy, and a new chapter of BAFTA-winning drama, Time. Stream what the New York Times calls the best of British telly, only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com.